welcome to another episode of the Microsoft Spotlight podcast. This isn't just the same episode of what, what you'll be used to hearing. This is actually a special, one-of-a-kind um, episode uh, covering International Women's Day. So I will be the host. My name is Sophie Dimelo and I'm the account director of Geocom. And we also have Aliv and Lakeisha. So I won't... Um, I won't introduce them. I'll let I'll let the ladies do that themselves. Um, so, Ayla, should we start with you? Do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. Happy International Women's Day. Uh, my name is Alev. I am from Turkey. Um, I am working for Microsoft eight years, 15 years into tech business, and I am enjoying talking about and helping my customers when it comes to Microsoft Teams, Teams rooms, phone systems and employee experience, especially the new Viva products. It's so exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Lakeisha, do you want to tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, that's fine. So my name is Lakeisha Jean and um, I'm a scientist by background. I studied biomedical sciences and then did an MPH in public health. Um, but I've actually found myself working in the government now. So I work in economic development um, and we're very sort of heavily involved in the tech ecosystem within the southeast area of England, which is Milton Keynes. Um, aside from that, I run an initiative called Girls in Science, which I started almost five years ago this month. Um, wow. We run um, monthly and annual events to get females into STEM in our area. Um, and we work around the ages of about 18 to the age of 30. Um, so that keeps me very, very busy. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. And again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're over the moon to have you as guests, especially for International Women's Day. I think it's such an important topic. Um, and I can also appreciate that it does mean different things to, to different people. So this year's theme is embracing equity. Um, now, first little question, exactly, yeah, the little, the little hug, <laughs> um, the equity pause, but first, I guess first question from me is what does International Women's Day mean mean to you? So Ella, do you want to start? Of course. I think it's very important to embrace and accept that we are in the tech business. And it it's really great. In the last eight years, I see how Microsoft grow into this culturally. I was always the only woman on the table or in the meetings, but now some of the time we are full women, like six of us, and it's really great to see it. And the equity is there. Like if you're working in a big tech company, you'll be yeah. able to see there is no diversity. And if something happens, if you're being treated disrespectful or in an ill manner, it's punished. Yeah, and um, what do you Not think? Punished, but <laughs> <laughs> what do you think over the last eight years has has changed them for this to become, you know, for for you to be able to see a difference? Do you think Microsoft have put anything in place for more inclusion and diversity? Yes, especially when hiring people, um, we can actually get uh, some kind of referral fee. And back in the days, it was like positive discrimination, let's say, because if you're referring a woman, you'll be getting um, a little more 
referral fee, but now it's the same for everyone. So this okay. means that they are trying to do everything their best to um, provide that support. Okay, interesting. Lakeisha, what, what does International Women's Day mean to you? Yeah, I I love International Women's Day. Um, and it's always been a little bit special for me because I feel like I've been raised around a community of really strong women and women that have been pivotal and not just sort of helping each other, but also being quite intentional about bringing up the younger generation as well. Um, I have an amazing mum and I always <laughs> try my best to celebrate her on International Women's Day. Um, but I think in, in terms of the, the tech sector, I am, I was born 96, so I'm technically a Gen Z. And it's been really interesting to see how the narrative has shifted so that by the time I was getting into the workforce, these conversations were kind of already starting. And um, I feel very grateful for that personally, because I know that there are many of experiences that I haven't had to have because of, I guess, the people that have been before me in a way and have had some of these hard conversations and done a bit of the groundwork. And um, of course, I still run an initiative that works on this. So it's like, it's not over yet, but it's nice to kind of join in to a narrative that's already quite established. I do feel like there's a general understanding. Um, but I mean, like even up to last night, I was at a launch event for a local organization that celebrates women. And we had a, a man in the room kind of share some very misogynistic views. and. It just reminded me that you know not everyone is on the same wavelength right no. now even though i guess in our circles people are quite progressive and are very um aware of people's shared and individual experiences and want to enhance that and be i guess a light and, and make things better for people you know not everyone thinks the same way so i think it really is about still spreading awareness um celebrating what we've already achieved um, but then also just taking a day to ourselves to be like, we're pretty awesome. Like we do some really great things. Um, that's just something that I, it's a very busy day for I'm sure all of us across the calendar year, International Women's Day at work is probably the busiest week um, just because there's so much going on, but that's such a good thing. And um, yeah, it's a big part of what I'm personally um, very passionate about and what's very important to me. Yeah, I love that. And I think I completely agree. I'm similar to yourself, Lakeisha, where I, my experience as a woman coming into the tech industry, so I've been in the industry around four years now, it's been very positive. Um, and I've had women and males within the, the community that have inspired me and that have, you know, been a mentor and been a really positive effect on where I am today. Um, but especially doing this podcast and speaking to other women, you know, that's not the same for, for everyone. Um, and people do have different experiences um, and that does shape probably the way that you want to raise awareness and you want to celebrate uh, whether that be successes of women or like what you said International Women's Day so yeah I completely resonate with with what you have said um, and I guess in regards to inspirations my mum as well is uh, such an inspiration growing up um, Ayla, do, do you have any inspiring women or allies my in mom <laughs> it's always the moms isn't it yeah <laughs> it is <laughs> yes we had our differences and uh the place that i grew up it's middle east it was different and i born in 86 so i am a millennial so i had to work my way through all the challenges and when i am talking with millennials 
no offense, <laughs> but we are like, okay, we are doing this digital transformation. We are the generation that will change everything and improve <laughs> everything. <laughs> so yeah. that's empowerment that you need to create with the other tech woman in Microsoft. And when I am looking back, I always kept my connections alive. And that's one important thing because you can just share and learn each other. Yeah, I think um, as well, something that, that I've learned, and I think because we have had them mum inspiring figures, I don't know if you, you would agree, but that has helped shape who I am. Um, you know, yes, 100%. I've grafted and I've worked my way up and felt like, you know, I have done everything I possibly can to to get to where I am. But um, looking back, I probably didn't have any women of like in like a leadership role um, to be able to inspire me. And, and I think that is something, especially on International Women's Day, that we do need to share more of. And maybe that is where I would raise that awareness that, you know, I think having a female leader is massively important and it would have a, would have had even more of an effect on me. I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, my first um, IT lead, she was a woman and she was awesome. Yeah. So she inspired me a lot and I was working with Turkish Aerospace Industries and she was taking care of like whole IT business. Mm -hmm. And you see like how she's, there is a survivor fighting her own yeah. way <laughs> to achieve more that that was really great and inspiring yeah what about you Lakeisha have you ever had any sort of female leaders within your roles um I think I have but I, I'd say probably the most influential person I've, I've experienced in my professional life is probably my manager actually and she just entered quite a sort of executive role recently um but I think with her, I've really been able to see um, someone not just saying women, supporting women, someone that genuinely like actually does it. I see it in yeah. a few works and um, I mean, the opportunities that she gives me. So I have two roles. I work in local government and I also run Girls in Science, which is taking a life of its own, especially over the past couple of months. And um, just the kind of support and being able to give me that flexibility, um, providing opportunities for me to sort of combine my work with Girls in Science with the work in the government as well. Um, recently, she uh, was invited herself, she's now the head of economy, she, invited, uh, she was invited to speak at this sort of big government event and um, she could have very easily taken the spot, you know, to talk about all the amazing work that she does and she invited me along to be sort of like an additional speaker and I just remember I remember looking at her message in that morning and thinking like that's a really she really walks the walk <laughs> because yeah. I don't even know if that's something I would have thought of initially off the top of my head like it's it's just that really intentional lifting people up and um giving them the space to to be themselves and I think that's really important and I think more than anything I really love leaders that give that sense of relatability so there's people I've never really even met before I watched YouTube videos of them and I thought oh my gosh she's such an amazing person um but connection is important and I, I love the term of like personalities aligning so yeah. Um, I wrote an article recently about one of my first mentors. I think he was my first proper mentor, and he was like a white, older male boomer. And I, you know, off the top of the surface, you won't necessarily say we had a lot in common, but he has been a, a huge ally for me through the years. Um, 
So it's really just about, for me, having a personal alignment, knowing you have the same values as someone, um, and just being around very positive people. It's, I think that's the best gift you can get in your professional life. Yeah, I agree. I see, I see um, females on LinkedIn that I've followed, you know, for years. One of them was um, in my first role, and she's now gone, like, gone on to create her own company, and she's doing amazing. And just seeing that, I think, is massively important. Um, because like what you said, if, if you can relate, you see characteristics within other women, then that does make you believe, you know, oh, maybe I could do that or um, I could be as successful and, and that sort of thing. Because I think a lot of it for, for certain women comes down to confidence and just not feeling like they can. Mm -hmm. Before I moved to the UK, I was a completely different person. I had my own insecurities and I was doubting myself every day. And when you have that um, cultural transformation, it mm -hmm. makes you feel more empowered. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you're talking about like thoughtful leadership. I think what makes a woman a great leader, we can be vulnerable in front of other people yeah and I think it started to change within um, male leaderships mm -hmm. and now whenever I am talking to my leaders I was like you can be vulnerable it's okay to feel sad there mm -hmm. are too many layoffs happened since July and it's not really <laughs> easy to go through because one day you're turning up as a leader and telling your employee that there they don't have any job yeah yeah I completely agree and I think to be honest the stigma around the difference between men and women is still very much there um you know I still feel that some words suggested more towards women and and males you know example men who have these great leadership skills they could say a woman to be bossy or you know overpowering or overstepping the mark whatever i still think that is very much there and um, so i think it's still massively important for men to be the allies i think that's one of the most important things and um be, be vulnerable but again it's hard isn't it it's hard to get that across sometimes yeah i think uh, i'm just so happy about how all the different conversations are coming together we have pieces now on mental health especially for males and yeah one woman speaking up at work and confidence as you said earlier Ayla, like it's it's something that is very i mean if you're tapped into the wider world it's something that's coming at you all the time um yeah and i think that's hugely positive and hugely influential i just think about just in my personal life with um um with leaders that i've had um whether it's like in community groups or church leaders like there's something really special about having a leader that's hugely vulnerable let's you know yes. to um that talks about his mistakes but in a way that inspires and motivates you like i just think it's it's a huge it's a huge thing um it really lets people feel like you're all on one playing field. And there's lots of work that's been going on now about trying to make sure that workplaces aren't as hierarchical as they were before previously. Yeah. Um, even very sort of structural pieces, such as like the open plan space, you know, does the CEO have an office far away in the corner that's like saved up from everyone else? <laughs> or, or can he be approached? And does he walk around and get copy with everyone else? It's, 
or he or she, by the way, they can be she, she yeah. yes. <laughs> or they, <Yes>. them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, just, I think it's very um, important to very to be very um, open and be aware of what's happening in the wide world and the conversations that are happening. Um, and it's nice to see the changes that, that are going on. But as you say, like it's, I think I, I, wanted, I read an article the other day that was like, they won't have um, a 50-50 gap for uh, female engineers until the year 2158 if it goes yeah. downwards. so it's like it's not that it's solved um I just think it's kind of at the beginning of a journey that as people work their way through the workforce and I guess the sort of uh people that are coming into the workforce now are a bit more aware of these issues too I'm cautiously optimistic but I really do feel that that things will kind of shift and there'll be a bit of a movement there yeah it's it's um Funny, actually, you should say that because we did a podcast with Storm Ray. Um, yes, I know Storm. Did, yeah, <laughs> incredible, incredible woman. Shout out Storm. Love yes. bits. Um, but but she was saying that, you know, in regards to um, the STEM subjects and the amount of girls that are going for these, going and putting themselves on these courses and things, it's actually decreasing, um, which isn't. You, well, it's not great at all. We're not moving forward, are we? Um, so I'm, I'm interested, Lakeisha, in regards to everything on getting girls in science and what are you finding from that? And, well, just finding out a little bit more about what it is really. See, does that align or do you think yeah. it's moving forward? Yeah, so I think um, within the community that we have um, in the UK, uh, there's definitely... I think of girls in science as sort of like the foundation. Most of our community don't actually work in tech specifically. I'm thinking of people that work in tech companies or science-based companies, but they have a variety of roles. And I think the measurement to which we understand what a role in tech is yeah. needs to be a bit reevaluated. So um, I completely agree with Storm. The numbers say it for itself, but... Um, if someone is a marketing manager, for example, and they work in a tech company, are they technically in STEM? Like, it's very interchangeable at the moment. I don't think that's been fully thought out yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see if that gets picked up along the way. Um, but I know from personal experience and like the narratives with the girls that we have, um, a huge part of being in marketing in a tech company is understanding tech and working with yeah. tech and being able to kind of communicate that to wider audiences so um i think we need to work on the measurements um but then also just understanding that industry as a whole is broadening we have jobs now that we've never had before ever <laughs> so yeah it's um interesting to see that not only are they necessarily going into very heavy tech or science-based subjects but there's new industries now um and i think people have more options and a more variety than they ever had before. So I think there's different reasons for that. Um, but it, it's never nice when you see the graph and you kind of see those very strict numbers and you're like, why is it going down? We're doing so much. Um, but uh, I think it's a bit wider than graphs sometimes. And I think qualitative pieces have to be added to kind of explain different, different parts of the numbers and the growth, or in this case, the declines. Yeah, I think there definitely needs to be more awareness around what roles within tech there are because i mean mm -hmm. microsoft for example you know anyone that works at microsoft is technically working in you know tech but the the range of 
roles that there are and the different skills that you've yeah. got to have um i mean it's well it's it's above and beyond isn't it it's, it can be completely different in regards to what is the definition of someone who works in tech and, and what do they look like whereas i think still in schools the stereotype is very much male you know if you want to do programming and, and I, but i think that that does come down to just the 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 way the education is is portrayed uh, because i know when i was in school i never i i don't think i ever got told what roles were in tech for a woman you know, I remember being so devastated because I knew I loved science. And I remember saying to a friend, I, like, the only thing I could be is a doctor. I need to be a doctor. Like, yeah. <laughs> what else can we do with this passion that I have? And um, mm. I, I, and a big part of what we do is kind of engaging with a lot of career advisors as well and um, working with schools and making sure that even if it's a day or two, that people's minds are broadened a little bit and that they understand that something can click for them and they can understand that okay just because I like engineering doesn't mean I have to be an engineer necessarily it has more things to do with in that field and um yeah I guess with the transparency of the way the world is now um TikTok has taken a huge um part of this because people are literally doing sort of like day in the life of of different mm -hmm. jobs that's remarkable I really love that and it's something I wish I would have seen at age 16 it would have definitely helped my stress levels <laughs> I feel yeah. for you, <laughs> you know, it was I, tough. Think, I think there is still um, an unconscious bias against women being in engineering or in science I still can see it I think mm -hmm. it's all about the personality I I graduated from computer engineering, but I hated coding because it was like you need to spend hours and hours without speaking to anyone. And that was not me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to be out and about. I want to communicate with people. So this is why I chose being an administrator, because you are the person who is taking care of people, who is support providing support. And that is actually, that's my purpose in life. Oh, that's yeah. And the thing is, as well, for most roles, well, and the roles that people, you know, that organisations are really wanting at the minute is that mix, you know, from someone who is technical but can speak and can um, be in front of a customer and and that enjoys it and that wants to help the customer the best that they can. So, um, yeah, I think something needs to change in the way that that's taught. Um, no, absolutely. I agree. Um, so what we found in Milton Keynes is Milton Keynes has one of the highest startup rates in all of the UK. Um, and like many companies, they're finding it hard to recruit people yeah. <laughs> into specific roles. And um, I feel like technical skills are always something you can learn. It can always be refined and um, presented to you in different ways that you have a good understanding but the soft skills piece has been quite hard and challenging just in terms of I mean we were working with a couple of local colleges and they were saying just in interviews like these kids was, would have you know good grades and they'd be there everything would be perfect on paper but it's like they're in an interview and they can't really talk about themselves very well and um, a big factor of this is actually COVID. A lot of the people that are entering university now have been locked up in their rooms for two years and yeah. now we expect them to be as fully communicate, I don't know, is that a word? As fully, <laughs> have really great communication skills. 
um, and, and, and to be these kind of social butterflies and you have to understand the context in which these people have been living and, um, and developing within those quite key years where you develop your personality and you develop your likes and dislikes and it's, it's different. Um, so there has to be kind of a mutual understanding there. Um, but again, I guess that goes for us, people are very passionate about pushing this move forward. It's like, how can we help and uh, what can we put in place to kind of ensure that these soft skills are met and that when people go into companies, they're not a deer in headlights. They feel like they can be a team player, that they know how to communicate with external and internal partners. And um, yeah, it's about being a whole rounded person now. And I love that because it means that everyone has different personalities and different skills um, and that kind of whole roundedness means that we can quite usefully learn from each other. Yeah I do think though that a lot of um, companies or the younger generation it still is hard for them to get into certain jobs if they don't have the experience or if they aren't showing certain skills. I mean slightly off topic but my brother, for example, he's he's turning 20 and he didn't go to uni. We tried it out. wasn't for him. Absolutely fine. But he's so smart. Like he did so well at A-level, um, like did all his sciences, maths and, and all that sort of thing. And he's just struggling now, you know, because he hasn't got that experience in, you know, day to day. Um, so I think there may be a topic of conversation where, you know, especially for the tech industry and, and roles that are struggling with the recruitment, um, especially with diversity and all that sort of stuff, then there needs to be some, there needs to be more lenient potentially because you can teach, you can teach tech and you can teach the the more technical skills if they've got the soft skills, I, I believe anyway. I completely agree. Me too. And that's one of my job definition. I am helping my customers within their employee experience because after the pandemic, everything has changed and now people yeah. are uh, going into hybrid working. And if you just filter hybrid working in LinkedIn or remote working, there is not much really? comparing to in person. And the Gen Z, I love working with them and they are saying no and they are changing jobs within yeah. a year or two and actually I was listening to one of Simon Snacks and Adam Grant podcast about keeping up with or retaining the talent they mm. are thinking that that because Gen Z is uh quite leaving <laughs> they might ended up not having that experience in the long term and yeah. I think that was a very important topic to discuss about because yeah. millennials they are just um, keeping everything as the same by changing a little by little. Mm -hmm. But I think within Gen Z, they're open to everything. They are out there. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think another, something I see quite a lot of women speaking about, especially, and I have done recently quite a lot on LinkedIn. So whether or not we see this theme on International Women's Day, I'm not too sure, but the topic of conversation around being more transparent around about pay because people still think you know the gender pay gap is there we, we know it still is unfortunately but I've seen quite a lot of recruitment companies and other organizations now saying you can't put you know competitive salary or things like that and I saw a post the other day and it was like Gen Z's do not go for 
these job roles that have just a competitive salary, you need to be more transparent. What What are your thoughts on that? Um, as a Gen Z, I guess I could kind of speak. <laughs> um, I think there's, we have some stereotypes about our generation, um, some of which are true, some which aren't. I think because we've been raised in an environment where people are, I mean, the majority of people, not personally myself, but reality television, being yeah. able to go deep into people's lives, understand what they like, what they eat, what they drink. Um, and we have social media whereby we're literally able to delve into the private lives of people. I do think there's a bit of an expectation for the career world to be kind of the same way. We want yeah. to know exactly what we're getting into. We want to understand what it's going to look like on a daily basis. We want pictures of the office. We want to know what environment we're going to be in during the day. And there's this really interesting concept I was speaking about with a friend the other day about like, it's called the matrix. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of it before, but it's very, um, it's kind of like people are saying we have to get out of the matrix. There's a bit of a bad connotation on being in, you know, a 10 year job working nine to five every single day. It, it seems that that's not exactly the most attractive lifestyle at the moment. People are loving the idea of being able to work remotely, work flexibly, um, kind of do their own thing. And I'm a bit on the fence with that because I absolutely love structure and I love being able yeah. to um, know what I'm doing. I, for myself, I got into my role two weeks out of university and I've been there since. I, I'll be at my job for five years this year. Um, but I know people that around my same age that have changed jobs three or four times in the same time period. And um, although that is the stereotype, I don't think everyone in Gen Z is doing it necessarily. There are some people in, in the Gen Z group that are very keen on having stability and very keen on wanting to have a very clear sort of career and progression path. Mm -hmm. um, but I think also just because there's just so many options now. I mean, even with apprenticeships and all the great things that are happening in that sector, it's almost like being a kid in a candy shop. Like there's so many different things that you can do. Um, and people are saying, oh, you know, you're in your early twenties or whatever, like you're super young, like do as much as you can and get a variety of experience. And I think it's about companies being able to listen to that and create the variety within their actual companies. Um, yeah. I'm thinking about like the, the role I've been in. Um, my first two years was kind of like a grad scheme. So for various months, I was put in different departments. I was working in different places and doing different things. It felt like I had a couple different jobs. Um, and I think if I was sort of stuck in one department for the entire time, I might not be here anymore, but my job has been very um, sort of explorative in its nature and I've been able to have a, a, a huge variety of experiences so I think again there has to be that kind of mutual understanding what do this generation expect if we want to have retention and what can we provide for them and how can we best use their skills so that you know the bottom line and profit is made and um we're getting the sort of deliverables that we want um but I, I also do think in the next couple of years that there will be maybe a shift in sort of the Gen Z mindset as well. So that'd be really interesting to see exactly how that takes place and what it looks like. I, I do totally agree with that. And what I'm so Patja calls um, reshuffling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it will help create a stability within Gen Z and their choices as well. So, but it's, it's really great conversation. Yeah. Um, so 
just going moving on a little bit slightly i think one of the reasons for this podcast um we want to celebrate women we want to share successes um and i think that's massively important for international women's day not just for, for today but for every single day um so i guess i wanted to ask what's your proudest moment um as a woman you can it can be personal it can be work it can be both um Ailev, do you want to start first I'm glad you went first, Ailev. <laughs> I just thought your face and I was like, please a minute. <laughs> Whenever I stop being scared and um, decide something really hard to do, this is where I shine. Like when I got divorced, when I moved to the UK, um, I became the first principal consultant in modern work domain. And I am still the only woman as principal consultant, because that domain is no longer in <laughs> the organization. <laughs> and also, I my dreams are big and I am planning to do my own podcast. I have like vice president said okay to be and speak in that podcast. And Chris Wheeler, he is my counterpart. Um, he'll be like the co-host. I am calling him partner in shine. Oh, and <laughs> I am... I am I don't have kids and I want to just do something in this world. So one of my plan is creating my own foundation in the UK. And Andrew will like that. Make Midlands the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Up north. We'll do up north. <laughs> <laughs> so my name means flame. And one of my um old colleague, um, he was calling me Little Fire. So I was thinking, oh, maybe I should use that name because I love it. Because I am still healing the little fire inside of me. So it might be the little uh, fire foundation oh. <laughs> to help to the people in need, like women, like uh, the Turkey earthquake, Turkey and Syria. It's really bad. The news yeah. is not reflecting the actual damage and numbers, and it will take years to recreate the cities from scratch. Mm. So this is one of the reasons that I wanted to have this kind of foundation to help and support people in need. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a tough one to beat. <laughs> that's a tough one to beat. Um, but yeah, absolutely amazing. Ali, when you came on the last time, um, you know, you can see the passion, you can see all the great things you're doing um and just know that like so many people are proud of you like I don't know you that much but even <laughs> even you just saying that um and obviously if we can do anything to help support your foundation and your podcast um I'm sure you won't need any help at all because you'll be absolutely fine but um yeah no absolutely amazing stuff thank you and um I I want to thank to Andrew especially whenever I need help He's there for me to support oh. or create awareness over things. So thank you, Andrew. He is here, guys. He's uh, currently yeah. um, <laughs> taking his son to golf keeping lessons. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks, Andrew. Big up, Andrew. <laughs> uh, Lakeisha, what about yourself? I'm not going to try to beat that. Either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I the past three years have been really quite tumultuous for me I think and I'm just thinking about my proudest moment in general I I guess there's a lot of kind of things that have happened that that I guess I've created in a way um 
and very grateful for that. But I think there is nothing in the world like having a clear conscience, good people around you, feeling like every day is a new beginning and you can reinvent yourself um, and kind of start again. And I think, um, I'm just thinking about the most recent proud moment instead of my proudest achievement. Um, mm -hmm. So last week I went to a um, retreat with my church in the middle of Wales. I thought we were going to be camping. Yes. It was actually quite like, it was like a nice lodge or anything. So, <laughs> um, but I, I, I had kind of like, there was no signal and I could hardly use my phone. I could go on Instagram. So I had to kind of like be quite reflective and think about my life and stuff. And um, I just, I, I guess I had a moment where I really kind of understood that like, career is great and and getting awards and achievements and being like professionally flying is amazing but sometimes you can be and this was kind of me maybe three or four years ago 2019 2020 you can be achieving so many amazing things on the outside but deep down if you're not happy like it doesn't really mean anything yeah. um, at the end of the day you have to come home and face yourself in the mirror and I just think going on a journey of mental health and being in a place that, I mean, last week I felt like I was like really, really happy again. Um, and that meant so much to me. Um, and I think that's probably been my best personal achievement to date recently. Um, and that's not necessarily something I achieved myself. Um, I think having support from family, being very spiritually grounded, um, my faith, I'm a Christian, is really important to me. And just having those foundational key things in my life very sturdy and established just means the world to me. And um, I don't think you can, no matter what you achieve in your career, um, nothing's more important than feeling good, like deep down. Okay, <laughs> um, now I am feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no I, I just, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes like, uh, I think kind of being away sometimes it gives you that opportunity kind of to reflect on yourself and to actually think, you know, what actually makes me happy? Like, when am I, when do I feel my best? It's not when I'm on stage walking across it with an award in my hand. Like, that's mm -hmm. not when I feel the best. I feel good when um, I've done a productive day's work. I've interacted with some friends. I've had some quiet time, managed to read my Bible and, and do some things that are really important to me. And, like, yeah. good, you know, um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my proud achievement. <laughs> I next time. I, I can just say that too, because the last time I was in this podcast, I was working on sustainable hours, like 16 hours a day for 10 months. Mm -hmm. And now I am just trying to take back the control of my life and create the space, set the boundaries. And it feels so good. Mm -hmm. I feel my universe is aligned and I'm safe and sound. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I feel like so many people can resonate with what you've both said. And I especially feel like as a woman, and again, I'm not just saying this is just women, you know, it's definitely not with, with everything that's going people. on, mental health in men and things like that. But you do feel a lot of pressure um, and, you, and there's so much going on on the outside of everything now where you have got to be very grateful and very lucky. And, and when you are happy... And when you find things that do make you happy, it makes, you know, a world of difference rather than putting so much pressure on yourself that it's it can be sometimes be impossible to actually sit down like what you said, like you should just reflect um, and, and figure out what does make you happy. And again, any anyone listening now who feels, um, you know, pressured and that they don't really know where they're at in life, 
don't worry is my advice um and have time to yourself have time to reflect uh like what you said have family and friends around you and the good things mm-hmm. um, because I think that's what's most important at the end of the day absolutely so, that's absolutely correct <laughs> agree. so we'll we'll do just one last question and and a nice one so what advice would you give to any of the women out there today um we'll do let's do a bit of advice for women within your community um and we'll also do a positive quote yeah um who wants to go first (laughs) oh no i think it might be fair for me to go first because you took the hard question last time didn't you i still know what i'm gonna say um so, so what was it so it's the advice for women in your community yeah and then a positive quote yeah um okay so advice for women in my community I um I really believe in the power of influence yeah and it's literally just what we were saying before but being surrounded with people who don't expect you to be perfect but see you as a real person um, value you for you, including your flaws, um, and just being able to be yourself. And I know it sounds very, very cheesy, and everyone always says, you know, just be yourself. And it's like, what exactly does that mean? But um, sometimes you find yourself. <laughs> oh, I love it! You've got the <laughs> like. Sometimes you find yourself in communities where you're being fake, and you can feel it, and yeah. you have to give some sort of energy off that isn't necessarily you. Um, I cannot tell you the value and the importance of being in a place where you can be your goofy, terrible self and, 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 and feel like, even though you may have exerted a lot of energy, that you haven't lost anything, that you don't feel judged or um, less valuable. I believe in treating everyone, no matter where they come from, who they are, with absolute dignity and respect um, and understanding that people are very different and like, accepting that. So my big advice piece is surround yourself with good community. Um, that will be the most grounding thing you can do. Um, my quote, this is always my life's quote. I say in every interview I do, um, write your plans in pencil and give God the pen and the eraser. I never expected to be in a job like I am today. Um, just because like it was never part of my plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I love the ability to just be flexible, take life as it comes be proactive, of course, but um, just not stress too much about the details and just let things happen. Those are my two bits. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. Elif, do you want to give a bit of your advice? I can just tell everyone that dream big, never give up. Absolutely. If you feel down, just take your time to reflect, to think about this. And when it times, shine within. This is what I can just say to empower people because I've been there lots of the times and it's okay to like take a break, just calm, be yourself, be your authentic self. And within that moment, if it's not the same or if that doesn't feel like this is right, it's okay. You will have the power to move on. (laughs) And the positive is life is beautiful. <laughs> Keep smiling. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love this. Um, so just a couple of things from me. Um, one of my favourite quotes is, she believes she could, so she did. 
I think that's massive when it comes to confidence and just believing in yourself. Um, that's something that, you know, I've done for the last four years and I'll, I will continue to do so. Um, and I think I also believe that the energy that you give out is what you attract. Um, and I'm I'm quite big on like affirmations and manifesting. Uh, I've done it a few times and I've just been a whether, whether you believe it works or not. Um, I do believe that, you know, if you're kind to others, then it will come back to you and um, just the energy you give out comes back. So we'll finish on that on a massive positive note. Just maybe I can add one more thing, if that's OK. Just the most important thing is self-love, self-embrace. Yeah. And if you love yourself, if you love your life, everyone will around you get that energy. <laughs> 100%. And everyone that's listening, happy International Women's Day. We all happy hope you have a incredible day. <laughs> Celebrate yourself, love yourself um, and you know we're, we're open doors i'm sure if if anyone would like to speak or reach out um we're all on linkedin so um yeah thank you so much and again airlive lakeisha thank you so much it's been nice thank speaking you. to you again airlive and meeting you lakeisha lakeisha i'll ping you and ask you that treat place in wales <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> have you have to come no 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 it's life-changing honestly but um, nice to meet you I both. believe you. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Andrew. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Microsoft Spotlight podcast. Please make sure you hit that like, share and subscribe button to help us promote our message. You can also follow us on Twitter at MSFT Spotlight. And we're also on LinkedIn, the Microsoft Spotlight podcast. And finally, we'd like to tell you a little bit about Big Titan and thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Remote migrations start here. Let MigrationWiz do the work for you. It's fast, secure, and 100% SaaS, which means you can migrate at any time and from anywhere. Migrate mailboxes, documents, public folders, personal archives, or even Microsoft Teams with just a few clicks. No special training needed and no customer downtime. When the work matters, choose MigrationWiz.